fuck are you? I'm Mr. Burnett. I'm Reggie. What you doing here? I came to take out Megan. What? I came to take out Megan. How old are you? I'm 15, Mr. Burnett. Motherfucker, you look 30. What was this drug? I couldn't stay messy on it. I hadn't had a cigarette in six hours, hadn't eaten. So what was this? A drug for people who wanted to be more anal retentive. I wasn't high, wasn't wired, just clear. I knew what I needed to do and how to do it. Hello, I'm Jason Concepcion. Welcome to The Connect, a podcast series about movie intersections hosted by myself and three-time New York Times bestselling author, Shay Serrano. In which we talk about two movies, one picked by myself, one picked by Shay. And the theme that connects them today, the theme is say yes to drugs. Two Miami <laughs> cops take down a Cuban drug ring and a never been writer develops superhuman intelligence. It's 2004's Bad Boys 2 and 2011's Limitless. This episode is brought to you by Cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. Woo! I'm so ready for this one, Jason. I've been looking forward to this one since we started. Very much the same. Let's talk, uh, I'll talk about Limitless quickly. First, the the metadata, as you say. Released in 2011, directed by Neil Berger, uh, from a script by Leslie Dixon, which is an adaptation of the novel The Dark Fields by Alan Glynn. It stars Bradley Cooper at his almost most handsome, peak handsomeness. He's a handsome guy in this. It's pretty, Abby, it's pretty high up there, yeah. <laughs> it's high up there. Abby Cornish and a scene-chewing Robert De Niro. Um, I saw this one in the theater. You know, I was like, Bob De Niro, let's go. I'm I'm all about it. I thought the I thought the trailer looked real interesting. And I just enjoyed this movie. It's just like that fascinating question uh that is inescapable when you watch this of would you take this pill? And with every scene, I'm just sitting there thinking, well, would I take it? It reminds me a lot. Ted Chang, who is a sci-fi short story writer, he wrote um the short story that became a rival. And he's got a really great uh, collection out now called Exhalation. He wrote this story uh, called Understand. About, like, it's a very similar story. This dude uh, who was like comatose and he had severe like brain damage is injected with this experimental hormone that like rebuilds his brain. And he basically becomes like a supervillain. Mm -hmm. um, this is like the opposite side of it. What happens if you take this and you become like a superhuman? It's just, an it's really fun to think about. Like, would you take it? Honestly, I would. I think I might take it. <laughs> if you, so you know, you know all of the side effects. Somebody is like, hey, here's this pill. By the way, the seven people before you who took it, several of <laughs> well, them are dead and the other ones are in the hospital. You have to do what Eddie kind of figures out midway through the process, which is, okay, let's learn from their failures, try and reverse engineer the thing, and then figure out how I can like make the effects permanent while also weaning myself off of it. Like you have to simultaneously be doing research on it while you are this super smart person. That's the part that I would screw up. Like if I knew that, 
going in. I, w- I watched Limitless and then I still got the pill. I would still forget to do that. I'd be so fucking fired up about being super smart that I wouldn't even think about the other stuff. It wouldn't even be a, th- a thing in my head, but I would 100% take it too. 100%. I mean, he finishes his book in like, what, like three days? Like four days? He just like runs through it. Imagine writing a book, edits and everything. Like they made it seem like not even the like it's not even the manuscript. Like he's really like edited it. It's almost in final form and he submits it to the point where his publisher is like, holy, holy shit. Mm -hmm. What what have you done? That's the part that pulled me in, really, because I I have a book due right now. And I'm like, (laughs) I, I feel I feel the same way about this pill as I do of like if tomorrow they opened a Jurassic Park, I would still oh, yeah. be I would be in line so fucking fast. Hell so yeah. fast to get eaten. <laughs> Hell yeah. And you know what's gonna happen. They're gonna get out. They're, They're absolutely <laughs> gonna get out. Even if they even if something's gonna go wrong, because that's just that's just uh human nature. That's just what we do. We create stuff. We don't really <laughs> super know how it works. And we just kind of and we're just kind of like, okay, but this thing is fucking incredible. Let's just put it out. Yeah, let's we'll just figure, have it we'll, out there. We'll figure it out as we're driving. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> um, it's just a really fun movie, and also like a, a new, another yet another like fun New York movie featuring the ice skating rink that I worked at, and kind of obliquely, not directly, but obliquely captures that feeling of the post two thousand eight uh, housing crash in New York when it was like a lot of people are out of work, people are like uh, spending less money, and that knock on effect of like oh shit, the market is crappy and now i don't know if i have a job like that's not it's not directly engaged with but it's kind of obliquely set up um and in that sense when i saw it i just found it fascinating like what if you could think yourself out of all these problems that humanity has and i also love the idea of like would you use it for good the way eddie does like would Mm -hmm. you be like you know what i'm the smartest person in the world why don't i just run for president and fix everything yeah there's no chance there's no chance that i will (laughs) I would be super rich and that would be like the end of my, it's the same as with like the time travel stuff. Like if you go back in time and if I had the chance to go back in time, the only thing that would change would be, I would be super rich right now. That's all in it. That's all in history that would change at all. I don't remember the first time I saw this movie. I don't remember seeing a trailer for it. I have nothing in my head about that period of time for some reason. Like remember in the movie, uh, after Eddie's been doing NDT for a while and he just sort of blacks out for 18 hours and then he's like, wait, did I kill that woman? Could I, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's me with Limitless, except instead of, you know, did I kill that woman? It's like, when did I watch this movie? Like, don't get me wrong here. I fucking, I like this movie a lot. I care about it a great deal. There's been this whole like big push in Hollywood these past few years about representation and how important that is and, you know, getting more faces up on the screen and, and whatnot. And Limitless, I think, is a really good example of, of like, it's just nice to be able to watch a movie about a handsome white man who finally gets that leg up. Finally. Finally. Finally, he get- <laughs> finally, finally gets that edge that he's been missing. This is one of those, I, I, what I did is I went back through Twitter and like just searched my name and Limitless and to see if I tweeted about it. And it was like a whole bunch of Limitless is a bad movie and I'm going to fucking watch it every single time that it's on. I've seen this movie so many times. I especially enjoy the beginning part of it. Once everything starts to fall apart, I'm less interested in rewatching that part. Uh, But the beginning when everything is going great for him, what's that? A wish fulfillment is what it feels like when you're watching that. Totally. That I did that feeling of like just being the most sparkling conversationalist, like the best, the most, the best hang at the party. The dude who just like uh, is like, Goodwill hunting it, like knowing everything in every book and being, and referencing like uh, articles that you only half scanned. That part of it is is really fun. And I agree with you when it falls apart, it like it gets less appealing. There's listen, I think you put it squarely. This is like it's not a great movie, but it's an extreme. It's a movie that you if it's on, you'll end up watching it again. The, one of the things I love <laughs> on, about it is it's like got that it's got a great. Robert De Niro monologue that you can tell was written specifically because it was like Bob's agent was like, well, he's kind of interested, but like he needs a scene where he really just goes off. Yeah, that's really good. That's really good. I like the idea of being very good at conversations. Like I'm always 
good in like a very specific setting. We have to be talking about like one of five things that I know. And if it's anything outside of those five, then I'm just fucking sitting there like a doofus. I I was in I I was in I was in LA uh, one time. I was doing like book stuff, and as part of it, I was going on uh, John Lovett's podcast. And John is fucking super sharp. And so I'm like in the back, and I'm sitting there, and this uh, Emily Heller is there, super smart as well. And so those two are sitting there talking about not about basketball and not about movies and not about rap. Not any of those things. They're just talking about the uh, the actual world. And I just had no fucking... They might as well have been speaking another language. But if I could have popped that pill and jumped in there That's and been what like, I need. let's talk about the caucus. You want to talk about the caucus? I was at... Uh, I was like, before all this quarantine stuff happened, I remember I was like hanging out with the, just friends at a bar. But like all my, you know... My friends are all smarter and funnier than me. And it's, I always do the thing where it's like, I just, I just zone out. I love hanging out with people who are super, super funny, like yourself and super smart, like yourself, because then I just sit back and I'm just like, I don't listen to these people. This is really fun to just listen mm-hmm. to them. So like I zone out and then somebody uh, asked me about something. And I was like, oh yeah, that reminds me of this movie. And I was like, so unprepared to be speaking that I was just like, oh, you know, it's that, um, it's that movie. What's the name of the guy? And then it's like you have to take out your phone to like yeah, yeah, yeah. figure out, the, and then everything it's just never, falls apart. It's never worth it when you take the phone out. It's never, never worth, worth it. it because then the conversation keeps going, and then like a minute and a half later, you come back with, you come back with, with like, oh, it's, yeah, it was the, it was, it's the guy from, uh, from Sons of Anarchy. That, yeah. that, <laughs> That shit sucks, dude. Let me let me tell you about uh, Bad Boys because this is something Please. that I, that I do that I do know about. Bad Boys came out in two thousand and three. Will Smith, Martin Lawrence, Gabrielle Union, Jordi Moya, directed by Michael Bay. Let me tell you what my first memory is of this movie. Can I do that? Because this is the thing that I think of every single time Bad Boys Two comes up, either in conversation or if it's on TV or they recently added it to Netflix and I saw it on there. This is always the very first thing that I think of, and I kind of hate that it happens this way. But when this movie came out, Laramie and I were in college at the time. And the school that we were at was in this little town called Huntsville, which is about an hour north of Houston. And Huntsville, is, it's its tiny, but it's cool. It's one of those towns that just sort of sprouts up out of the ground between Houston and Dallas. And when I was there, they had all of the stuff that you need in the town when you're in college. Like there's a Walmart and some cheap restaurants and a bunch of shitty bars. Uh, but they also had a, a movie theater, a really small little movie theater. And Laramie and I watched a bunch of movies at this particular theater. And it was great. It was one of those like old theaters where there's there's no stadium seating. And the concession stand only has like two people working at it at a time. I don't even remember if they had surround sound there. I would guess not. I would guess it was just fucking speakers at the front. Like that's the kind of theater it was. But when Bad Boys 2 came out, like I knew two things. Number one, I knew I was going to go see it because all of the people that I saw in the trailer, I have been watching them for years. I love all of these people. And number two, I knew that I did not want to watch it at that theater because the trailer made it very (laughs) clear that this is the type of movie that you have to watch on a big screen. Yeah, you got to see it big. With surround sound. Big explosions, big everything. Exactly. You know immediately what type of theater you need to watch a movie in. So I I watched the trailer and I'm like, all right, cool. We're going to go see this, but we're going to go see it at this place called The Woodlands, which is about 40 minutes toward Houston, um, so like a, like the outer suburbs. And they had a really like brand new theater. Uh, it had a, like the stadium seating, the big speakers. And, like it was beautiful. It was like a really exciting thing. It was a very fancy uh, trip for us to make because it cost, you know, several dollars in gas to get down there. And But so we were very pumped and we went and we drove down there and we stood in line and then this shit was sold out super sold out when oh, we got there this was before you could get tickets online and reserve right. your sheet like it back it was like the fucking wild west back then so we didn't get to watch bad boys 2 that night instead we ended up watching something called the league of extraordinary gentlemen oh that movie sucks which thank you if you want to if you <laughs> if you <laughs> if you want to go see bad boys 2 and then you end up seeing the league of extraordinary gentlemen which sucks on its own, but if you were expecting something else, you're just fucking, I was pissed the whole time that we were watching that shit. <laughs> fucking Sean Connery. It made me mad at other Sean Connery movies 
that oh, I had to watch yeah. that one when we watched that. One. I like Sean Connery, but on that night, I was like, "Fuck the Rock." Well, Sean Ca- Sean Connery is like is like washed and wheezing as fuck in the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. He's just like that hu- weird hunter character who's just like he, he no hardly idea. does anything. It's just like. Yeah, but bad, bad, boys but bad boys too. When we went to when we went the next weekend to go see it, or two weekends or whatever, fuck yes. Directed by Michael Bay, as I mentioned, Bay did Bad Boys, and then The Rock, and then Armageddon. Pearl Harbor was like whatever, but then Bad Boys Two, like that's four out of five right there. You're shooting eighty percent from deep. Do you know what Michael Bay directed in between Pearl Harbor and uh, Bad Boys Two? Do you know what it was? Uh, let me guess. Take a guess. Is it? You're never going to guess. Trans- I'm never going to. Okay, you're what never, is it? You're never going to. It's a, it? a video short uh, for Faith Hill. She like made a song for <laughs> he, that, You know, that's how, he, that's how he got started was like in movie, yeah. uh, in, in music he videos. Was part of that, he was part of that collective that, that made a lot of music videos and commercials at that time. Do you like uh, Faith Hill? Uh, it's not Careful. exactly Careful. my energy. She's not exactly my energy. <laughs> Steve, can you give us 10 seconds of... This Kiss by Faith Hill. This kiss, I like this song. This kiss, this kiss. I like it. I like this it. Kiss, this kiss, this kiss. <laughs> so Michael Bay had Bad Boys, The Rock, Armageddon, Pearl Harbor, and then Bad Boys 2. And then, you know, the, the two people starring in it, Will Smith, these are some of the movies Will Smith was in like during this period. Independence Day, Men in Black. Bang. Ali. Bang. Men in Black 2. Bang. Bad Boys 2. He was fucking on it. On it. Martin. He did the TV show Martin from 92 to 97. Life, which is incredible. Blue Streak, which is fucking super funny. Bad Boys. Bad Boys 2. Like, this is all of the stuff that I liked all in a movie at once. I just really care very deeply about this movie. Did you, were, were you working at the theater when this one came out? I was not working at the theater. This was like a period of time that's kind of like, I don't think I had a TV for a lot of the early 2000s, but I did go see a lot of movies. This I saw in the theater because I could not, I couldn't wait. I was a big fan of Bad Boys 1. Hell Yeah. I don't know how how deeply I was plugged into like movie news at that time, but I was when I first saw the trailer for Bad Boys 2, I was like, oh, I actually can't believe that they're making this. It seemed like Will Smith had gone to another level and not that Martin Lawrence hadn't, but it just felt like they had both gone on to do separate things. And I was like, man, I I don't it just shocked me that they were making another one. And I was the same way as you. I was like, well. I need to go to the theater that has the absolute biggest screen with the loudest, like uh, the loudest sound system. And I just need to like vibe on the explosions. And like every Michael Bay movie, it absolutely it gave me all of that gunfire and slow motion shots that you don't really need to see all the stuff <laughs> that I wanted. And like every Michael Bay film also gave me all the stuff where I'm like, Mike, why did you, why, why is there just like a gratuitous multi-shot scene of a, of a dead woman's breasts? <laughs> yeah. But that's Michael Bay. Six different angles on, on that, get- <laughs> that tracking camera that comes across the screen. He's You're gonna, gonna I fuck you to death. All of it. But I, I, I loved it. And I was like, you know, like the first one, the whole, when Martin Lawrence is pretending to be Mike Lowry, that whole like arc of the film was so funny and inventive mm-hmm. to me. Like I just mm-hmm. love mistaken identities that I, that to me was like the best part of bad boys. One, I just could not wait to go back and do it. And it was just fun to spend time with those characters again and have them like busting on each other again. I love this. I love the scene in the electronic store where they're like uh, talking to each other on, Un, unwittingly like broadcasting their conversations mm-hmm. to the entire Best Buy. Um, it, just a really fun movie. Was Will Smith for you, because he was this for me, he was, I think, like the first movie star that I felt a broader attachment to than just movies because I had seen him in the TV show for so long in Fresh Prince. It's like a very important show 
in my life when I was growing up. And then you watch him make the leap to like, oh, wow, he did a movie, another movie. Oh, he's really good, good at all of this. Like there's like a real connection there. Same with Martin. Like if you watch the show and then you watched him transition into this other part of of his career. Totally agree. Like he was the first TV star that was like a TV show I watched. Yeah. That was on a TV show that I watched that I got to experience them becoming like a huge movie star. Like Michael J. Fox was like, I didn't, I didn't watch whatever family ties. Yeah. You know, so I didn't, I I didn't get to experience that. George Clooney, I feel like he was on, he was on like Facts of Life, but like only for a second. I didn't watch that show either, but I watched like every episode. He was on ER too, but I didn't watch. He was on ER too, but I wasn't interested. I wasn't a huge ER guy. Um, and, but Will Smith like took it to a different level, and it really f- also felt like one of those things that felt really unique. You, I wasn't you, I, you didn't really see people blow up from TV to the movies in that kind of way, like make that leap at that time. It really felt special. And then to see, like, I remember the first time I was like, "Oh shit, I guess Will Smith is like gonna be the biggest movie star like in the world yeah, for a little yeah. while." Was was uh, Independence Day when he when it's just like. Every scene he's in, you're like, the camera freaking loves him. Yes. When he punches so the alien. Cool. When he punches the alien. One of the greatest, yes. one of the greatest yes. in theater moments, live theater moments, was him punching the alien and the crowd just instinctively going, yeah, like exploding yeah. after he punches the alien. He's just like a absolute true movie star. A movie star, all movie caps. Movie star. Steve, can you give us the welcome to Earth line that he says after he punches the alien right here? <laughs> Fucking, but, but but also give us the star spangled banner behind it because this is the most the most yeah. American I have ever felt oh, was when yeah. he punched that alien and Absolutely. said welcome to Earth and I was like, fuck it, I am proud to be an American. <laughs> Welcome to Earth. Oh, I love Will Smith so much. When uh, I'm like praying every day that I die before Will Smith dies, because I don't, I can't, I can't handle it. I won't be able to, I won't be able to handle it. Will Smith is one of those people like he can just concentrate and reprogram his body to like not get sick or not be injured. He can just like heal himself. That sounds accurate. Jason, is there a scene in in Limitless? And I was thinking about this when I was rewatching it because. Uh, Laramie has like kind of seen this movie, but not really. And so I, she don't, she's not so interested in Bradley Cooper. She really liked the star is born, but like beyond that, she's like, whatever about him. I, I feel the opposite. So I was trying to think of like, what's a, I can maybe get her to sit down with me for two or three minutes. What's that two or three minute part of the movie that I would have to have her sit down and watch, or that you would try to get anybody to sit down and watch with you that would convince them to watch the rest of the movie, like context free. You just drop in for this two or three minute stretch. I think it would have to be when he gets a hold of NZT, the leftover pills, and starts to make his like run on the stock market and yeah. and making the rounds of like parties and, and, and art gallery openings and stuff like that. Um, and really starts to put it together and kind of explain like the feeling of it. That to me is like a mini trailer of like what the whole film is about. I think also the first time he takes the pill is pretty interesting too, even though it's like up until the point that he sleeps with his landlord's wife. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. And you're like, wait a minute, wait a accepting, minute. Ex- wait a without, minute. Not counting that part, but like the, re- the, the, but the, the run up to that where he's just like cleaning his whole house and like, and, and, and writing his entire book. I think that's a, I think that's a solid pick. I was thinking about the same thing for Bad Boys. Yeah, what would it be? Well, I think okay. So there are several legitimate options here. Again, I'm trying to find a two minute stretch in this movie that I can show to somebody, and they don't know anything about anything. They don't know who the characters are, what the story's about. But you watch this, and you go like, "All right, I'm gonna I want to watch it now." So I think the contenders here are if you you can maybe do the opening KKK shootout scene. You can maybe do when Reggie comes to the door to pick up Marcus's daughter for a date. You can maybe do the the car chase scene on the freeway with the Haitians where they're throwing the cars at at everybody, uh, or maybe the Haitian house shootout. Uh, that was really outstanding. Uh, but but if I have to pick like just this one stretch that I think really gets at why Bad Boys Two is special, 
context-free. I think the one I'm going to pick is the bad boys for life scene, which comes out of like the two hour mark here. Mark, <laughs> yeah. Marcus's sister, Sid has been kidnapped by Johnny Tapia yeah. and the feds come in and they do the whole, like, we don't negotiate with terrorists thing. And Marcus gets fed up and storms uh, out of the room. And Mike- he's tore, and, he's tore up emotionally. He's re, he's like on the edge. He's, out his of heart nowhere. is breaking right now. Yeah. Out of nowhere, Mike chases off behind him. It's like one of the few times in the movie he's completely serious. And so now we have these two guys in the room. Uh, and, and again, this is all over just a two minute stretch. And Marcus, we see he's fucking crying about his sister. Just like, uh, like, okay, like, like Martin is really going for it here. And then Mike gives the, the, we ride together, we die together, bad boys for life line. And he fucking nails it. Like he, Will Smith reminds you right here that he is an Oscar level actor. Steve, can we hear, can, can we hear that line right here? Cause it's so good. We ride together. We die together. Bad boys for life. So he gives that line and then he hugs Marcus and it's this like really tender scene. And then better still, we cut into the hallway and we get the shots of these, the ex-Delta guys that Michael Bay slides into the movies every so often. He loves, the, Michael Bay, he loves no the one Delta loves guys. Delta, no one loves Delta guys the way Michael Bay loves Delta guys. This just group of like military monster masculine men. And they don't say anything. They just look at each other and nod. Yeah. And then they walk into the room and one of them is like, don't know you. You look like you're about to do something stupid. I'm in. And the way that Bay shoots this and the way that they score it, I've seen this scene, this two minute stretch 15 times, like no, like no doubt about it. And every single time I get super fucking fired up about it. It's like a magic trick. It's so good. We get, we get to see like a, the chemistry that Will and Martin have. We get to see people shit on Bay all of the time. I don't think it's deserved at all. I think he can summon emotion out of a moment which is something that he does not get enough credit for. Like we saw it in uh, Armageddon is like another example of when he's able to do this, like just, oh, surprise in the middle of all this mayhem, I'm going to make you cry for a second. Uh, we get to feel that rush that comes when the guys walk in and you know the shit's about to get like really crazy for this. For, like we're going to go, we're going to mash the gas pedal all the way down and then through the fucking floorboard for the last 20 minutes of this movie, even bigger than the two hours prior. I can't believe this movie's fucking two and a half hours long, Jay. It's longer than Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> it could, well, because there's like five different shootouts, so it doesn't feel at all like it's two hours long. It's a breezy, there, a breezy 140 minutes. breeze through it. <laughs> Oh shit! Do you have a um? You know what's bullshit for this for either one of the? You, do you have yes, one? Yes, I, I do have. I have a. I have a couple. You know what's bullshits. This is like a very important thing, and a lot of people were very excited about this when we did it the first time. Can we have like some horns or something here to introduce? You know what's bullshit, like or something like that. <laughs> Hey, you know what's bullshit? You just invading Cuba for for without <laughs> without any without telling anybody. The Delta guys are just like, yeah, fuck it. Like we're just gonna we're just gonna invade Cuba. Like uh, we're cool with it. Hey, and the, the way they're like, hey man, like I I get it, dude. We would never leave a uh, someone behind. If you want to invade Cuba, we will back you the fuck up. What? They killed so many people driving through the favelas. Like so many people are dead. <laughs> they, they just literally invaded Cuba and probably started World War Three <laughs> because they killed like a thousand Cubans and then just drove to Guantanamo and were like, yo, we're Americans. It's all cool. And everybody was like, okay. Yeah, you're fine. It's fine. You're that's fine. my only, that's my note. You can't just invade sovereign territory. That's <laughs> and that is what's bullshit. It's I love bullshit. it. <laughs> Come on, guys. This is my favorite thing. I have. I'm officially retiring. Uh, the five things of a thing that no! I'm supposed to be doing. Oh, the five things. Of a thing. And I like. I prefer. You know, is bullshit. That's the <laughs> new one. Five things of a thing. You are. You know, it's bullshit. Five things of a thing. You're oh, fucking out of here. <laughs> Let's get to our categories. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? 
you take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Cafeteria table, baby. First category. First category. This week we're populating our cafeteria table with characters from Say Yes to Drugs movies. There are six seats at the table, Jason. Eddie from Limitless gets one. He got your seat. Marcus from Bad Boys 2 gets one. Oh, shit, I didn't even mention the reason that this is the Say Yes to Drugs movie is because there's a scene where Marcus accidentally ingests ecstasy, and it's fucking funny. I laugh every time. I and laugh he learned, every and time. And he learns something about himself, and he, and he bonds with their commanding officer. He bonds it's with the commanding moment. officer. He ba- he bonds with Mike. He fixes his like erection problem. Yeah, he figures he gets a he gets a heart on. Say yes to drugs. <laughs> Say yes to drugs. A lot of good stuff happened when he took ecstasy by accident. So we have six seats at the table. Eddie from Limitless gets one. Marcus from Bad Boys Two gets one. That means there are four seats left. You get to pick two. I get to pick two, and we'll fill them in and see what happens. You go first, Jason. Okay, my first pick is Secretary of State Charlotte Fields, played by Charlize Theron from the super funny movie Long Shot. Yes, I didn't even think of this one. Super, super, super funny scene. So if you haven't seen Long Shot, by the way, see it. Oh, it's, it's so been t- good. Like it's the, so the, good. The elevator pitch is it's a reverse pretty woman. Basically, the Secretary of State Charlotte Fields, who has her shit together, played by Charlize Theron, uh, falls for her speechwriter, who's this kind of like... Uh, left-wing liberal fuck-up Seth, Seth Rogen. Rogen. <laughs> and, and they really sell it, and it is so funny. And there's a scene in this movie where they take Molly and are just having a, a great night like out in the town when all of a sudden an Iranian hostage situation pops off and the Secretary of State is like recalled to the situation room where she needs to, to uh, negotiate this hostage situation and she absolutely pulls it off. She has one of the, a line that I, (laughs) that I laughed at so hard in the theater. She goes, she's so, she's got her sunglasses on and she's smoking a cigarette and she's like under a table and she goes, well, as you know, the United States does not negotiate with terrorists, but we do negotiate with homies. (laughs) (laughs) That's my favorite part of the movie too. She's just sitting under there on the phone with the sunglasses <laughs> yeah. on. I was a hundred percent surprised by how good this movie was. I thought oh, it was going I thought it was gonna be like sixty percent good. Uh, just like, okay, cool, I'm gonna watch it on a Saturday. This is like a legit a a minus. It's certainly one of the best rom-coms of the last five years. Like I anytime it's on, I will watch it. I just think it has like so many watchable scenes. The part when he fucking when he falls down the stairs. Oh my but god. But he doesn't just fall, he like <laughs> He's like trying to keep up and run. <laughs> that's really, that's, that might be your best pick you've made oh, so I far. I got to give it to you. Steve, can you give him some applause? Just some applause right there. Great job. Great, great, great job. Great, great job. All right. Let me give you one. And I don't know if you're going to accept this one or not. I feel like you should. Uh-oh. I feel like you should. But say yes to drugs. This person took a drug and then he became Captain America. Super soldier serum. I mean- Steve and Captain America, of course, say yes to drugs. Say yes to drugs. What's the down? What's, what's the downside here that that uh, the people that you love are going to eventually die and you're going to be alive? <laughs> That's fine. You have a fucking six pack now. You'll get in. You'll get new friends. Easy. You know, how easy it is to get friends when you have a six pack. You can just take your shirt off and people are like, "I want to be your friend." Uh, not he. He survived like sixty years in ice. 
He and beat ice. aliens up. He did like helped uh, turn back an alien, multiple alien invasions. So you're good with this. You're fine with this pick. I think it's listen. If if there is one central theme to Captain America, it's that steroids work. <laughs> Say yes to drugs, baby. Say yes. It worked. Okay, we have Marcus from Bad Boys Two. He gets a seat. Eddie from Limitless, he gets a seat. Steve, Captain America, he gets a seat. And Charlotte from Longshot. This is a fucking great table. This might be the best table we've had so far. We, it's a, I th- it's a very good table. Uh, for my next pick, I'm going to pick uh, Aaron Cross. Oh, there it is. From the underrated Born Legacy. So in this- There's your bad pick. I was nervous you weren't going to get the bad about? pick in. But go ahead. Go what ahead, are you go talking ahead. about? Go ahead. First, uh, no, so no, no, no. Aaron Cross, so in kind of like Super Soldier- in this very, very underrated attempted spinoff of the Bourne universe, this new version of Secret Agent has to take two pills, one that makes them really smart and the other one that makes them like good at fighting. And yeah. it, it absolutely works for Aaron Cross. He's, he's good at fighting and he's good at thinking. And then eventually he's able to, quote, viral himself off of the drugs but listen, the drugs absolutely work. <laughs> I th- see the re- the reason that this is a bad pick is because we already have we already have Captain America who does basically a forty times better version of this exact thing. I just think, I just think. Okay, no, okay. Here's what I'm going to do. I will change okay. it then. Say yes to drugs. Sure. <laughs> okay, I, I'm going to do. I want to put another uh, Will Smith quote in here. I've got a list of them that I'm trying to squeeze into this podcast. Oh, yeah, do it. Steve, can you give me the quote from iRobot where Will Smith sneezes and then he says, "Uh, I'm sorry, I'm allergic to bullshit. I'm sorry, I'm allergic to bullshit. Get the fuck out of here. I got it. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead, Jason. What were you going to say? I'm putting in the entire student cast of The Breakfast Club. Okay. Claire, John Bender, Allison... Andrew Clark and Brian, Molly Ringwald, Judd Nelson, Ali Sheedy, Emilio Estevez, and Anthony Michael Hall from The Breakfast Club. <laughs> Five misfits who, from different, you know, tribes from their one high school, they are sentenced to weekend detention and they butt heads, they're arguing with each other, they don't like each other, but what brings them together? What is the thing that brings them together? The what mission to get John Bender's weed. And then they smoke that weed and they just vibe, man. They vibe. They all get together. They understand each other. Andrew, uh, like, develops the ability to scream so loud that he can break glass. That's a superpower. That's a superpower. That's a superpower. So I'm picking the entire cast of The Breakfast. (laughs) You want to have all, all, how many is that? Five, six, six people? They can all cycle in one at a time. Like they'll sit outside and they'll be like, all right, bring Claire in. Now you leave. All right, bring bring John Bender in. Okay, you leave. Bring Allison in. Okay, you leave. All right. I feel like I should argue against this because of how many people it is. But in your favor, I'm going to use a Will Smith quote against me this time. Uh, Steve. (laughs) Can you play the quote from Pursuit of Happiness where Will Smith's character says, don't ever let somebody tell you you can't do something, not even me. Don't ever let somebody tell you you can't do something. Not even me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so (laughs) let's update who we have at the table so far. We have Marcus from Bad Boys 2. Eddie from Limitless, Steve from Captain America, Charlotte from Longshot, the fucking whole breakfast club from, <laughs> from, the, from the breakfast club. Okay, let me, before I give you my last pick, I'm going to give you some, some people who I considered but didn't quite make it in. The guy in Blow who can't feel his face. Oh, you, wow. Do you remember this scene? I, I really, yeah. listen, I've never tried cocaine before, but that scene was one of those ones where you watch it and you're like, Maybe I'll give it a maybe I'll give it a try. It looks kind of great. It looks kind of incredible. So I considered I considered giving him a spot. Let me tell you one that I considered. Oh, yes, because uh, I considered a couple. So I'm going to tell you one. I I considered Christopher Wallace, aka the Notorious B.I.G. from the film Notorious. Wow, what a pool! What a pool! Because he develops his rap career through his experiences selling drugs on the streets of Brooklyn. And it, wor- it worked for him. It used it as seed money and he developed his career, became one of the greatest rappers of all time. That's a solid pick. 
That's a, that's a good, that's a really good, like six man off the bench. Did you give any thought to Mia in Pulp Fiction? They put the adrenaline shot. Does it count when it's like a medicine, like a legitimate medicine that's, though? That's why that's why I didn't pick her because I thought you were gonna push back <laughs> on that on that one part. I thought I was nervous that you were gonna say no for that reason. And so because of that, I have another Will Smith quote. Okay. Steve, can you give us can you give us this line? This is for Mia. Okay, all right. This this is for this <laughs> This is for Mia. This is for Mia from Pulp Fiction because Jason wouldn't let me pick her. Uh can you give us that how come he don't want me, man? Line <laughs> oh, from Fresh man. Prince. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. How come he don't want me, man? I have one more. Oh, give me another one. Keep it going. Dr. Henry Jekyll from the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. <laughs> Fuck that without, guy. Fuck without, that guy. Without, without <laughs> the, the secret formula that turns him into, into Mr. Hyde, they would not have the super strength <laughs> necessary to accomplish the mission. Listen, I have one thing to say to that. One thing to say to that. Steve. Here it comes. Can you give me the quote from Hitch? Where Will Smith says, don't ever do that again. <laughs> don't ever do that again. Thank you. <laughs> okay, one more, one more that I thought about that I didn't put in there. I'm going to mention Jordan from The Wolf of Wall Street because I, because I just like him. But a real one, a real one that I, that I gave strong consideration to uh, was Harley Quinn in Birds of Prey. Have you seen that Great movie? Great one. Yes, I have seen that movie, which okay. I enjoyed. So there's a scene in there for people who have not seen it. Uh, you should watch it. Harley is a, she's in the middle of a fight in this warehouse and she hides behind some bundles of cocaine and the bad guys come and they shoot at her and yes, some of the, some of the cocaine mists itself into the air and she snorts it in and then she just goes fucking bonkers I with her baseball it. bat. And there's one part in particular where a guy is, is like karate fighting her and he tries to karate kick her and his leg gets caught on a car a parked car and she takes her baseball bat and just fucking smashes his leg in at the knee, bends it the wrong way, breaks it. And then as he screams in pain, she spins around and then hits him in the other knee with a baseball bat and breaks that leg too. It's super fucking gnarly, super gnarly, but I didn't want to have two superheroes in here. I consider Harley Quinn to be a superhero or in that yes. family. And since we sure. already had Steve sure. in there. So what I would like to do for my last pick, this is sort of in your Christopher Wallace vein. Um, I want I want Elena from the movie Traffic. Did you ever oh, watch Traffic? Catherine yeah. Zeta Jones's character. Shoot him in the head. She doesn't take drugs. There's a but there's a part in there where her husband has been arrested. Uh, he was working with the cartel. She's like stuck and she's six months pregnant. She can't figure out like what to do. How do I like pay these bills? No, my friends won't talk to me. She travels down to Mexico. She brokers a meeting with the head of the, with the, somebody from the cartel, and then she like presents him with a business proposition and just takes over the whole company. Played by Benjamin Bratt. Like Benjamin on level, Bratt. On like yes. level yes. 20 of like scene stealing cameo. <laughs> Benjamin Bratt is, it's so is good. like, comes it's so out good. like throwing 120 miles per hour out of the bullpen in that one scene. It's wonderful. So that's my last pick. These are our six. Steve, can you give me one line from, from each of these? You give me one line from Marcus in Bad Boys 2. Shit just got real. One line from uh, Eddie in Limitless. Somehow my unconscious had served that up. A memory I'd never even recorded. Or was it there the whole time? All I needed was the access. One line from Steve in Captain America. I can do this all day. One line from Charlotte in Longshot. The U.S. does not negotiate with terrorists. But we do negotiate with homies. One line from Elena in Traffic. The doll is cocaine. High impact, pressure molded cocaine. And then the last one, we got to build it up. Give me the music. Give me the music. <laughs> Give me the music. Here we're we go. Go, we're go, 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 go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, buddy, cash, buddy. Steve, fucking, I don't know how to do this. Give me one line from everybody in Breakfast Club. <laughs> play it at the same time. Yes. Play it, play it at, at the once. same time. <laughs> It was absolute gibberish. <laughs> Next category. The move I could pull off. Shay, are you ready for your five questions? I am ready. 
Could you dig around inside of a dead body? Ew. No, absolutely not. <laughs> it's still, listen, I, I'm watching the movie and I know that it's fake. I know it's I fake. Know. Obviously it's fake, but still it just grosses me out every single, every single, I would react exactly the way Martin reacts in that scene. There's, there's just no way I couldn't, no. Along those same lines, could you lay on a cart next to a dead body? No, I've, I don't want to be anywhere near a dead body. <laughs> like- at all. I certainly don't want to lay next to a dead body. I can't imagine what that smells like. Oh, man. No. Have you ever seen a dead body outside of the context of a funeral? Yes. Really? There, I think there was, a, I've seen like dead people on the street who like have passed away and they came and, and they thought they were sleeping on a park bench and like someone came by, like by where I used to live. I've, but that like not up close. Were these people in pursuit of the burrito bandit and they got what was coming to them. Is that what you're trying not, to tell me? That was, let me, let me again reiterate. I am innocent of all charges and I love it. <laughs> I love being innocent of all burrito related charges. I welcome the scrutiny. I welcome the search for evidence because there is no evidence because I am completely and totally innocent. And it's a great feeling everyone to be this innocent. Laramie listened to the la- to Laramie listened to an episode of the of the Connect. It was like the first time she listened to one. Yeah. It wasn't the first one though, or the second one. I think it was a, the most recent one. And I asked her afterward, like, "What did you think? Was it was it good or was it bad?" And she's like, "Why did y'all talk so much about bur- a burrito?" I don't. Know. <laughs> I said, "Oh, oh, my bad. That's like a ru- that's like a running that's like a running thing." She said it was good though. She said it was good. All right. So uh, what am I over two so far on the? You're over two. Okay, this All one right. I think uh, this one. <laughs> I'm interested to know the, the answer to. Okay. If you had to infiltrate a drug lord's house, could you do it? Dressed as whatever you want. UPS guy, a exterminator, whatever you have to do to get into that drug lord's house, could you talk your way in there? Let me let me put on my my Jason Concepcion uh glasses and hat. Yeah, I could I could definitely do that. I've seen I've seen enough movies to know I you, could to know I could get your, <laughs> What would your what would your uh method be? What would you do? I would be a plumber. That would be my move. That would 100%. Just let's do it. So like knock on, doorbell rings, ding dong. Hello? Oh, hi. How you doing? Uh, Somebody called here. There's a a clogged toilet. I need to get in in the house. It's an emergency. It's an an emergency clogged toilet? It's an emergency. Yeah, yeah. It's setting off all of the alarms back at the plant. It's really, it's super clogged. Do you have, you don't have any tools, but you just like having a, like a over, like one of the jumpers, like a one overalls. That's all you have. This is not even my name on it I, as well. I'll, I'll tell you up okay. front. It's not all my right, name. You can come in. That's fine. That's, I guess we're good. That's fine. I believe it. Okay. This is less a move you could pull off than a, just something I'm interested in. Are okay. you a Marcus or are you a Mike? Oh, uh, Marcus for sure. Mike is Mike is too cool. Mike Lowry. <laughs> he's he, he's too fucking just he's too everything. All of the things I have ever wanted to be, that's Mike. And I'm not those things at all. He has cool clothes. He has a cool car. He has a cool walk. He says the right things all of the time. He wears a choker in the movie. Three different times he wears like a black piece of fabric around his neck and he looks outstanding in it. And I also at a point in my life, wore a choker and I see what? pictures of it. And I got to say, <laughs> didn't look like Mike, not even a little bit, not even a tiny amount did it. Did I say, it kind of reminds me of Mike from Bad Boys too. Never, never. What, which one are Which one are you? Oh, I'm 100% a Marcus. Are yeah, you kidding okay. me? I think that's there's why we that get along. Mo- yeah, <laughs> that's come why on. we get along. There's, there's that moment in this movie <laughs> where uh, they're about to like raid uh, the, the, like, the funeral home and Mike Lowry comes out and he's dressing like this all purple silk suit with the silk pants with the and sunglasses. like the silk undershirt the un- and the sunglasses. <laughs> and and Marcus is literally like, what? what? Why are you dressed? Why are you doing this? Like, why are you showing me up again? A hundred percent of Marcus. Come on. Yeah. Okay. Good, good, good. I don't good. think I know any Mikes. There's nobody cool enough to be a Mike. 
I don't think either of us know any mics, but I think we both know like four people who are going to be mad that we said we don't know any mics. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> okay, final question. Since we were talking about uh, Mike Lowry, Mike Lowry doing cool stuff, Mike Lowry uh, wearing cool clothes, Mike Lowry having a great walk, Mike Lowry saying the right stuff. Mike Lowry, I think for me, the coolest thing Mike Lowry does in this movie is he's having they're having the shootout with the Haitians. And he drives up to them. They've barricaded like the whole middle of the road off. And he's driving his Ferrari straight out. Yes, yes. Pulls into like a power Tokyo drifts, yes. (laughs) Tokyo drifts it, spins his car around, sticks his submachine gun out the window, and just go, 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 while he's doing the spin, guns him down. Shay Serrano, could you yes. pull that Mike Lowry move off? This is the one that you've said so far that I'm completely confident I could do that one. <laughs> for, sure, for certain, I could do I could do that one. Let me ask you yours. Let me ask you yours. Yeah, yeah. From Limitless, five moves you could pull off. Could you, number one, could you use a small child as a weapon? Oh, yeah, pretty easily, as, I think. <laughs> if it came to that, yes, absolutely. If it's like me or them... Hundred percent, and the kid's fine. Let's be clear about that. The kid, it was a little shocked, but otherwise unhurt. She's 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 shaking up about that. Jason, was that not the least efficient way out of that particular situation? Yeah, it's like first of all, it's broad daylight. There's a million witnesses. Just be like, somebody call the police. This guy tried to kill me right here. Why do you have to swing a kid at this guy? <laughs> he just committed two stabbing murders. Like, there were so like, many other. She she looks at a bat. She looks yeah. at gardening shears, and she's yeah, like, "Nope, that everything. kid, that kid, hundred and forty yards away." <laughs> yeah, swing her around and fucking slice this guy's uh, head open. Could you speak another language? Do you speak another language? Not really. I think I not always really? okay. Not I can I can like kind of understand Tagalog, like when my cousins and my mom and my aunts, my uncles are speaking it. I understand what they're saying or the gist of it at least. And I certainly understand when they're talking shit about me, but I think given like a crash course, like if you dropped me somewhere in a country and I just had to figure it out, I think I could do it, but it would take some time, but I'm going to say yes. I believe in you. I think you could do it as well. If you drop me into a country and give me some time, I'm going to be dead inside of three weeks. Easy, easy. (laughs) Could you you figure it? You absolutely could figure it out. Could you drink someone's blood? This is the grossest part of the movie to me. I, I thought Just about it a gross. lot. Uh, I mean, is it, if it's between me living and dying, like some kind of weird vampire situation, I guess I would have to, but otherwise, no, no. And he doesn't just drink it. He laps it up. like Gulps it down. Gulps it down. Like he just crawled out of the desert and he found an oasis. At what point during that scene, he's laying there, the guy's dead, the blood is like in the shot. How close to his face did it get before you realized? It was immediate. And I remember in the theater, that's the moment in the theater when I went, this is a bad movie that I'm going to watch over and over again. (laughs) Because in the theater, everybody saw what was going to happen. And it was like, everybody was just going, no, no. And it's like, they play it up because you see the pool of blood like growing and moving towards it. It's not like they just was like, okay, there's the blood and he does it. They build it up like over the course of a minute and Uh the whole theater was just like, don't. Yeah. It's such a great, great moment. (laughs) Could you give someone an echocardiogram with just your hand? Is that what he does? I thought he just was like, could feel that his heart was hardened somehow. I don't know what he was doing. But but I searched like heart problem uh yeah test and echocardiogram came up so I just wrote it down there cuz I thought it sounded uh, good. Absolutely no, but I could I think because of watching this movie I could bullshit. Like if I grabbed someone's <laughs> chest and I'm like I'm feeling a hardening of the fourth atrial wall here uh, a slight murmur you can feel it uh, you can feel it when the heart is in reverse ventriculation. <laughs> uh, I would recommend stenosis and a and a 50 watt AKG and I would definitely see your doctor as soon as you could. Like I could bullshit that, but I couldn't, there's no way you can't just like feel that someone's heart is fucked up by touching their chest. (laughs) Come on. Uh, Last one. Could you, Oh, this is a, this is a semi less gross, but there's a part, there's a part where, where he stumbles out into the street and then he vomits. Could you throw up in somewhere that wasn't a bathroom? Oh yeah. 
Yeah. Oh yeah. I, what do you mean? Oh yeah. Me, oh, absolutely. I, you know, I've thrown up. Mostly, it's been uh, either party situations or situations where it was like I ate. I either ate too fast or drank something too fast. Mm-hmm. The worst place I've. I mean, I threw up like in a party in front of everybody when I was a kid, what? like a birthday party. Oh yeah, we have, to, we have feeling, to come back to this story. I was feeling terrible. I think I was. I think I was like on the beginnings of getting sick. It was like in seventh grade or something. And I was just like not. I can't, I was ate too much cake, and then I was like had this weird tickle in my throat. And then all of a sudden, like, you know, that feeling your whole body goes numb and I just threw up like right yeah. there, all this pink cake coming out right there That's on the lawn. Gross. Yeah, the only, yeah. the only time in my life I've ever thrown up in somewhere that wasn't a bathroom was a couple of years ago, we were living in Houston. And it was one of those situations where one of the kids got sick at school and then it moved to the other kid and then Laramie and then the baby and then me, like we were all sick at the same time. So all, so we only have like two bathrooms they had both had been used to death and I could feel like I was about to throw up and I'm like, well, I'll just go throw up in the backyard because I don't want to <laughs> be by the toilet. I'm tired of being by the toilet. And I threw up in the backyard and I thought like, I don't know, it was going to do like when you put water, the grass and it just sort of goes away. It super it did not. There. It's just, yeah, stayed, just stayed there. there. It was gnarly. I do not recommend it. I hate throwing up because it's like time just gets so slow and you know everything that's had. It's like, fuck, I'm just doing this. It feels ter- like I just want it to happen, but I also don't want it to happen. And now it's <laughs> yeah, happening. Yeah, yeah. And I'm watching <laughs> the it perfect happen. description. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> get us out of this. Get us out of this. Take us to the next category. Next category. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. This is it. Oh, shit. Give us the music. Give us the music. Is this Mortal Kombat you're doing now? I don't know what that was, but we should do Mortal Kombat, please. Here it is. The Connection Contest, in which Shay and I compete to see who can list the most correlations between our two movies. Correlations. Let's fucking go. He's trying to psych me out already. Reigning champion Shea Serrano will go first. <laughs> Let's <I> will- <laughs> go. Let's do it. <laughs> okay. Both movies have scenes where a handsome man drives a car very fast. Oh, oh wow. I'm in, this. I'm in this. Both movies have scenes where someone counts out a stack of $100 bills. <laughs> Both movies have scenes where a body part gets delivered to a person. That's good. I had that too. Mm, mm, mm. Both movies have party scenes which take place in clubs. Oh, here we go with his already. Both movies have scenes where someone goes swimming. Boom. 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 <laughs> okay. Boom. Both movies have Russian bad guys. Is that guy Russian? I don't know. I, I don't believe know he's, he's Russian. Russian. I know the guy in Bad Boys is Russian, but I don't know about Gennady. <laughs> Gennady. Steve, give me Will Smith and concussion. Tell the truth. Give me that. <laughs> <laughs> Tell the truth. Tell the truth. Both movies have scenes where someone drinks wine. Oh. Mm, 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 mm. Both movies' heroes are involved in relationships with their business partner's sister. Oh, shit. Oh. All right. He's, he's not playing around this <laughs> Wow. All right. Okay. Okay. Both movies have scenes where a bad guy sustains a serious eye injury. Oh, I had that too. That's good. <laughs> yeah. That's good. That's good. In both movies, the drug comes in pill form. Mm. Both movies have scenes where someone destroys a security camera. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I'm still um, alive. I'm holding on, baby. Both movies have scenes in which, surprisingly, the love Uh-oh. interest character becomes an action hero. Oh, that's solid. That's solid. All right. Steve, give me some of those tombstone bells playing in the oh, background. No. Because it, oh, no. He's not, he's, he's not fucking around. He's not fucking around this time. Um, both movies have scenes uh, where a driver, oh, not the driver, but a person jumps into a car okay. and tells the driver, hurry up, get out of here. Bad guys are chasing me. Okay. <laughs> in in both movies, the heroes get chewed out by their Italian American boss. God damn it! God damn it! Okay, this motherfucker is not playing around. Uh, bring the bring the bells back, Steve. I'm gonna take a swing here. I'm gonna take a swing here. Bad Boys Two is set in Miami, and Rick Ross has an album called Port of Miami. And we, wait, Ricky Ross. Limitless is set in New York, and Rick Ross has a mixtape called Limitless. Okay. 
And Nas has a song called New York State of Mind. Straight out the fucking dungeons of rap. And uh, Rick Ross and Nas have a song together. <laughs> Man, is that good? Is that good? I feel like that was good. Is that good? Yeah, I'm going to pass on that one, Shay. Ah, no. Uh-uh. No. No. Hold on, give me some, give me some really like triumphant but sad orchestra music. Oh, sad God. and triumphant. I'd like to, uh, you know, I didn't think I'd get back here. I didn't think I'd get back here. It was a hard road back. It was, uh, I spent all last week just in a dark place, you know, but I, but the people that, that love me and that care about me, they'd said, Jason, you can do it. You, if you just dig deep, you've got that within you to win the connection contest again. Just like double down, think about it. And, and I listened to them, they stood by me and I got back here. I got back here and I won. And I'm a champion. Oh. <laughs> thank you, Obama, for believing in me. Uh, did you say thank you, Obama, for believing in me? <laughs> thank you, Michelle Obama, for believing in me. Barack, you doubted me. I know you did. You had that look on your face. You didn't want to talk to me because I lost, but Michelle stood by me. Oh, and I thank you. What a performance. Next category. I'm good with it. This is my favorite category now. Because it comes after the connection contest and I'm done with the connection <laughs> contest. The easiest category to explain, Jason, how do you feel about the state of say yes to drugs movies? Would you watch more of them or are you good with it? Uh, I, w- I would absolutely watch more of them. I think the, uh, yeah. you know, like the, the, so the war on drugs is a it's a moral quandary that I think uh, is. A, r- a rich text for telling stories. And certainly as we've talked about with our cafeteria table segment, a lot of times the messages are mixed. You know, it's like bad boys too. There's one scene in it, which a guy overdoses on Molly. It's like five seconds, but all the other Molly scenes are people having a great time. Awesome so it's time. Like, <laughs> it's, awesome time. A lot of times these messages are extremely mixed. And yes, I, I'm, I would want to see more with it. I am good with it. What about you? Yeah, I'm with I'm with you. I would like to see more. Please give me give me more. Did you watch Bad Boys for Life? I haven't seen Bad Boys for Life yet. Oh man, okay. After you watch it, text me because there's a part in there that's gonna just make you so fucking happy. After you after you watch Bad Boys too, and then you watch Bad Boys for Life, it's gonna happen. When I was at the, I watched it at the theater like the day it came out, and when this particular scene happened, and you'll know exactly what it is when it happens. People in the audience just started fucking clapping and cheering, and it was so great. It was so great. It's, it's, it, I'm telling you right now, Bad Boy's Life is way better than you're anticipating. Well, listen, Michael Bay, that's how I feel about every uh, every Michael Bay series or Spawn series. Yeah I, yeah, I I will watch it this week. He didn't direct that one, but he does have a cameo in it. Yeah. Did you catch him? You do call him in Bad Boys too, right? He's the, yeah, he's in the, the car. They stop him in the car. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Next is our special acknowledgments. This is where we take a detail from either of our movies that we think is worthy of discussion and we talk about it. Shay, what do you have? I would like to make sure that we acknowledge Gabrielle Union. Yes. Her performance in here. And one one scene in particular, uh, this is after they have the big chase scene and her and Marcus, like everybody's safe and they're standing there and they're talking and her and Marcus are sort of going back and forth, you know, doing the big brother, little sister thing. And Marcus storms off. And then just that quick, she transitions from yelling with him to like being shaken up about having shot someone. And if you just watch that, you know, this 30 second clip, you you remember, oh, shit, this is like a legit actor right here. And she does a very cool acting trick right there. Gabrielle Union has like a really strong IMDb page when you go through and you look like she's been in She's All That, 10 Things I Hate About You, Bring It On, Love and Basketball, Cradle to the Grave, Deliver Us from Eva, like a bunch of movies that I really, really enjoy. She's in them. She just always makes everything 25% better. I would like to uh, acknowledge John Spider Sally. Yes. For like, yes. Coming in and just really kind of like delivering on the, on the small amount of scenes that he's in, playing a computer specialist at the Miami PD who's like looking up stuff for them and, and doing like research for them. A really funny thing. I love whenever they're like, okay, this, this uh, character is smart, so let's give them glasses. I just love it's like when has that never not worked? When has that failed? It always works. They need to be smart, give them glasses. They need to be evil, it's, give them the mustache. They need, we got it. it. We got it's it. It's very We're easy. Good. 
We're good. It's very simple and absolutely. <laughs> I, John Sally with glasses. I believe that he knows computers. That's it. One more special acknowledgement that I have. There's a part in Limitless that I had not, for some reason, remembered happened uh, until I rewatched it this last time. But there's a part in there where Eddie references the movie The Matrix. Yeah. Up until that point, I felt like I would love to hang out with Eddie. This would be a lot of fun. But then he did that. And then I started thinking, like, there's no way you can convince me that Eddie didn't at some point start referring to himself as Neo. And then I'm like, this guy fucking sucks. I don't want to be around him anymore. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. It's weird to think about, like, okay, so the Matrix exists in the limitless universe? Yes, exactly. It's like a real thing. It's just like, wait, what? The, the amount of... So does that mean... <laughs> That's exactly the conversation I had. Wait, does that <laughs> hold on? Right. Can we? Wait, wait. Does that mean that there's a, oh, for 25 seconds? I did that. I, I did the same thing. Uh, <laughs> next category the Rodriguez. Last category, baby. Last category, the most prestigious category we have. Every episode ends with the Rodriguez. Jason, you love Michelle Rodriguez. I love Michelle Rodriguez. So each week we have to figure out how to connect our movie to Michelle in as few steps as possible. Would you like to go first? Sure. I think I've got it. It's, this one was easy for me. I think yeah. I've got it. I think I've got it in one. And it's oh, yeah. an obvious one, which I'm sure you know. Yeah. Uh, Robert De Niro. As soon as I saw him. Machete. It's boom, boom, boom. Yeah. As soon as, soon as I saw him. That sucks. However, however, I think I, I think I think I, I think I, I got you beat. I always look forward to this. I really do. I really, really do. <laughs> I think I got you beat. I love Can it. I, can I offer up two? One of which I know Steve is gonna shit on. I'm gonna so I'm gonna do that one first. G give it to me. Okay. Both Will Smith and Michelle Rodriguez have played boxers in movies. <laughs> connected. Connected. Okay. All right. Is that good? Is that not good? <laughs> I, I, I look forward to your second connection, Shay. Womp womp womp. Did I get the fucking? <laughs> the okay. No. There's there's a, a sales technique when you come in hot. But that's not really what you're trying to sell. What you're trying to sell is the other one. That's what I'm doing here. Here, here it is. Here it is. The most famous scene in Bad Boys 2 is the Reggie scene when Reggie comes to the door and it is soundtracked by Ludacris. Move, bitch. Whoa. Get out the Whoa. way. Get out the Whoa. way. Man. Whoa. And Ludacris, Ludacris is in several movies. He's in several Whoa. movies with Michelle Rodriguez. So I think I win. You know what? You know what? That's a good one. I, I even, even I have to give it up for that. Um, one. that yeah, great. no, yes. that's a shame for you. Yes, yes. absolutely. Let's yes. go. Let's go. Love Steve, it. Play, this, play the song. Can we? Can you play? Move, bitch. Get out the I'm way. Gonna, I'm gonna try. <laughs> you try it while play that. Play that while Jason takes us out of this podcast. <laughs> okay. Well, that is all oh, for no. today. On behalf of myself, Shay. Super producer Steve Allman and everyone at the ringer. We hope you're staying safe and healthy. Join us next week when our theme is Hey, nice mask. And the movies set it off and Mission Impossible Fallout. Van's gonna rear-end that taxi. What? The driver's distracted. It's texting. It's going 30 miles per hour. He needs 60 feet to stop. He doesn't have room. What van? I see everything, Carl. I'm 50 moves ahead of you and everyone else. What makes you think I don't have a guy with a beat on you right now? How do you know you're gonna be alive this time next year? Get your hands off me. What are you doing? Something's pumping at half mass in there. Walls of your heart dilated, aortic valve stenos. You need to get that replaced. <laughs> but you already knew that. I feel like you picked that scene just for that one line. He definitely did. <laughs> he was mad about the connection contest last week. It would. It hurt me.